0: So, hello and welcome to those Vicar blokes. I'm Howell, the nerdy Vicar.
1: And I'm Dave Coaches.
0: I sound a bit more exciting. Oh, You've got the say there, do not you? you? Oh, know? I, okay. <laughs> but
1: let's bear in mind that, that we record the introduction after we've recorded the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, We don't edit any of it, really, unless we've done something really, really naughty or yeah, yeah, we will. We, the, well, yeah,
0: the only person that's ever been edited is you.
1: No, no. When I presented with Wanda, I edited her. Did you? I, I wiped out something that she'd said. Oh, um, okay. She named somebody who had a Coots account, and I thought it was better we didn't name that
0: person. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. In case
1: they sued us. Because right. they had the money to sue us and we didn't have the money to defend ourselves. Fair
0: enough, then. You know, so, yeah, didn't, we didn't really add it. No. Um,
1: and I was just looking at the program that we just recommended, the film we recommended. Yeah. And the first place to, that, that came up, it was 5 99 to buy it. And I didn't want to buy it. Oh, it's so, so tight. So, I started. You introduced it while I was still doing my deep sigh about. What? Well, I, I, I was to, to, to. Yeah, buy yeah it. I'll, I'll find but it. But I'll claim it on expenses if I have to.
0: Pay. Sorry, Dave. What have you been up to this week then? Uh.
1: I've been running around trying to sort things out. So, um, oh, was you had the looked at the heating at my stepdaughter's place? Oh, yeah. The boiler was serviced the week before last. And since then it's been making funny noises. And, um, I think they must have drained some of the water out and not put any of it back in. So bled all the radiators and then. But then I managed to, when I was putting the cover back on the boiler, turn the wrong tap off underneath. <laughs> and so I turned the gas supply off. <laughs> um, uh, so the pilot light wouldn't light.
0: Well, you get a heating engineer out. You're so tight.
1: Well, uh, because, it, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so you tight. You
1: pay good money for something you can do yourself. I have to, oh,
0: well, do I suppose, yeah. you are
1: not going to get a heating engineer right? to bleed the air out of a radiator. No, no, no afraid, that's true. I? You can do that.
0: Um, no. No, you can Yeah, do that. so
1: it needed more water pressure put in, and I, don't, yeah, I had lots of dials underneath, and I obviously turned one too many. <laughs> no, I've done that. Turn the gas off.
0: I've done that on our boiler. The boil pilot it.
1: light won't stay lit. I wonder why.
0: I, I've done that on our boiler in Drayton once because I kept on breaking. Yeah, yeah. So I've done that. So
1: that's that's taken so, up a lot of my week.
0: And I've uh, I've got mildly obsessed with traitors.
1: Yeah, that's been really I've, good. Have we watched I've any watched more of it? There? No, I
0: watched. Oh, I got really into traitors. Yeah, I've got uh, that. Uh, spoilers well, re- the guy I hated the most got voted out because he was too clever I was like he's got to go he's got to go and then when he went I was like yes he's gone but I, I got really into about it
1: because it it's like Wednesday to Saturday or something.
0: yeah it's really once you get into it it's really good yeah I know so I haven't watched
1: that I, I have now seen all of that other programme we were watching what, Wheel,
0: um, Wheel of Time
1: Wheel of Time I've seen all of those uh, and I'm waiting for the next series in summer of 2025
0: to come out now Alright. Uh, so that's a long way. And the other thing I've been doing is writing up the, the Lent course. So I've nearly finished that. I've got one uh, more yeah, bit to I do. i suffer
1: reading what you'd written to uh, approve it. it. You're
0: meant to say, you meant to say how dead good it is to encourage people to go, not to say, oh, yeah, you know, you've written it. It is yeah. really
1: good, but I've had to send it back to you to adjust bits and I. So,
0: yeah, I've, yeah. Because
1: well, it's my responsibility and you're writing it. So yeah, all right. Yeah. I don't want you to make me look bad. You do that every week on a podcast without doing it. on the length course as
0: well all right okay thank you so what are we talking about today how am i making you look bad this week now
1: we talk about um the martyrs of japan which you get very excited about yeah you're not not that bothered excitable
0: yeah well it's just because it's a possible anime about it so martyrs of japan yeah we Um, talk
1: about conversion types yeah um
0: linked to the conversion of Paul. um and the final one was Mr. Bates at the post office versus the post office. Yeah. Which we both got a bit cross about. Yeah. Because he was like really bad. So hold on for the music and uh we'll begin. Right, so this week, we're talking about the Martyrs of Japan, because they came up in the uh, calendar this week. We, we celebrate them No, not January. yet. Fifth
1: the, 5th of February.
0: 5th of February. You're out it? of yourself. Well, sorry. Yeah. Is it 5th of February? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, but I like the Martyrs of Japan. I know. So, you're very keen, aren't you? Yeah, well, I like Japanese stuff. You know, I like all the anime and all that. Takeshi's yeah. Castle. Takeshi's Castle?! Like, and you like
1: to watch the sumo wrestling?
0: I used to enjoy Takeshi's Castle. To be fair, I did used to enjoy that. That was really funny. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, it used to be on one of the it's kind back.
1: Of... it's new. There's new stuff. Is the new ones. Is yeah, it? there's new
0: ones. Yeah. It's kind of like falling over um, all these Japanese people falling over in this weird game show, isn't it? Where they've all got to do these trials and stuff, and it's just nuts, basically. And it's just crazy that. Yeah, but yeah, not Takesh castle. I like Japanese culture, so um, so that's why I'm into the martyrs of Japan. So um, I'll read out what it says online about them. so Christian missionaries arrived with Francis Francis Xavier and the Jesuits in 1540s and briefly flourished with over a hundred thousand converts. Now Francis Xavier is the uh, one of the first Jesuits, really. He's one of the he's uh, a companion of Ignatius Loyola, who's was the founder right. of the Jesuits. So he's quite a big noise, really. Uh, the Shogunate, who were the rulers of Japan at the time, and imperial government at first supported the Catholic missionaries and the missionaries, uh, thinking they would reduce the power of the Buddhist monks and help trade with Spain and Portugal. However, the Shogunate was also wary of colonialism, seeing that the Spanish had taken power in the Philippines after converting the population. It soon met resistance from the highest office holders in Japan, and the emperor issued an edict to ban Catholicism, in fifteen sixty-five and fifteen sixty-eight, but had little effect. So, beginning in fifteen eighty-seven, the imperial regent banned uh, banned Jesuit missionaries, and Christianity was repressed as a threat to national unity. While the Japanese view was that Christians were persecuted and executed for being more loyal to Jesus than the shogunate. And what they did was they took the first ones was twenty-six people from uh, all over Japan were marched across Japan and tortured as they went and were crucified uh, in Nagasaki, which is on the coast on the top of a hill like that. Um, And then after that, 205 uh, people were killed uh, in Japan. But then Japan actually closed its whole borders for until the 19th century. So they shut down the whole country. So nobody, oh, right. they didn't trade with anybody, nothing. No foreign influences on culture, nothing. It's a completely isolated culture. And uh, right up until the middle of the 19th century, when the Americans went in and said, we want to trade with you guys uh, with like ironclad ships. And the Japanese were like, no, no, we're not going to trade with you. And they went like, I oh, see that big gun. Right, we're gonna we'll we'll blow you up unless you trade with us, and um, they went oh okay, and then um, they traded with the um, with the Americans and then opened up Japan, but they realized then that the Japanese were way behind technologically with the rest of the world, so they got really frightened, so they brought in American advisors and things to um, uh, update their army and things, and they had uh, what amounted to a kind of civil war between the old school right. samurai and the the new army that used like machine guns and things um and basically what the shogun was frightened of happened that um the old japanese feudal culture sort of just disappeared um in response to the new technologies yeah. so but when they did get there uh in the 19th century they found uh some christian churches that had been what they call hidden Christians for what three hundred years? Yeah. So that's the martyrs of Japan. I, I I quite like them. Um So what's your take on that? What do you think that's an inspiring story? Then I think the most
1: inspiring part is the fact that that Christianity lived on for three hundred years there um, as a, as a hidden but devoted and risky thing to do. Mm. You know, it's never going to be without
0: risk. Um, Yeah. When you're essentially an outlawed religion. Yeah, and I think that's probably, like if we think about other places where Christianity's been repressed, that's probably one of the longest periods of time in that totally closed society. It's a bit like... um, uh, closed societies you to have today like it's not oppressive like North Korea is but that's no. a closed society and to operate like that under pain of death for 300 years and it's still to survive yeah that's quite inspiring really isn't it it is
1: I mean there's lots of stories isn't there of people dying because they're um, unwilling to um, to deny their faith in Christ you get that a lot through through most of the martyrdom stories. Is mm. is that, um, and so in that sense, Japan's not extraordinary. Their response to it following
0: that is quite extraordinary, though. Well, yeah, that's what they've got—a unique culture now in in the world. Why and why a lot of people are really interested in it because it's so different to everywhere else. Because they isolated themselves in response to. Christianity really, because it was a threat to their power, and really, the thing I find interesting with it as well is that the reason the shogun um, persecuted the Christians was for the same reason as the um, the emperor the Roman emperors did, because they had a loyalty which was yeah. beyond him. Yeah. And I think that's something that there's there's a theme all the way through Christianity. That's why they, um, what's his name, Thomas More got killed, isn't it? Because he wouldn't say that uh, Henry VIII was the head of the church because that Christ had more authority than he he did. So it's always that thing about when the chips are down, who's the boss? Is it Jesus or is it the shogun? Is it Jesus or is it the emperor? Is it Jesus or is it like Stalin? Is it Jesus And it's that thing that they don't like it, powerful people, of having anything more powerful than them. And they want the people to be utterly loyal to their ideology, their ideas. You know, like the emperors were different because they said, well, you can worship whatever god you want, but at the end of the day, you've got to worship me as well. Yeah. And they couldn't understand why people would die um, not to to for a principle like that, they were like, "That yeah. doesn't make any sense." And that's the it's Daniel in the Lion's Den as well, though, isn't it? It Same is. Sorry, it is. And Mishak Shadrach and the Bendigo, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. Nobody, you must be loyal to me. I am the King of Babylon. I am yeah. the the Shogun. Yeah. but you don't really you don't get sort of excited about martyrs, or do you, Dave? I wouldn't say I get excited
1: about it no i think i think they they play an important part in the history and and actually could play an important part in the present because we shouldn't forget that there are persecuted people in the world still on account of their faith whether that be christianity or a different faith um and that that there's something completely beyond what most of us would be willing to do but actually, what God calls us to do in that, so I think they're hugely commendable. But I don't think they're exciting. Um, oh,
0: but they, but the Marcus of Japan. If you look at it, you see all those different echoes of Christ's story. You know, they they crucified yeah. on a hill, and they deliberately did it to mock and de- degrade Christianity. But what they ended up doing was recreating the. Origin story of Christianity, you know, recreating the person of Jesus, so they they ended up inspiring. So is that what
1: makes it exciting for you? Yeah, that that element of recreation of of you know that reminder fifteen hundred years later of what it was all about. It's the yeah, same I can, story. I can see that,
0: but also as well, I think you like blood
1: and guts more than I do.
0: I do, but also as well, I think we live in such a decadent. Safe and kind of. <sighs> well, we take all that for granted, though, don't we? Yeah, we do. I think we live in such a, a different. We need way to now.
1: we need to look at, at these stories to remind us just of how safe we are, hmm. and 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 how privileged and lucky we are. Yeah, I'm. I know, I'm more privileged than you are because I'm English, but um... <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But, you know, generally, even when we're having a difficult time and there are difficult things in our country, we're still in a position that
0: most of the world didn't know in history. We still live in the safest, richest countries that have ever existed. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And, and, And I think that has an effect on us, that we can't, sometimes relate to these martyr stories, but I think it's the courage of the martyrs really inspires me. I find them, yeah, you know, and, and the church was founded on the blood of the martyrs and we forget that. Yeah. You know, it is the courage of these people, you know, men and women, um, because that was the thing that really freaked out the Japanese is they actually, they crucified women as well. And they were just like, I can't believe they're doing this is it's the blood of the martyrs that has actually has the power to overcome evil is that they won't give in they won't they they yeah they won't give in to evil, and I think that's the thing that inspires and spreads the faith isn't it yeah you know yeah I mean, definitely is I
1: definitely was, a contributing factor um it it but then, well, that's why we're doing this series, isn't it, really? It's because the those heroes of the faith get forgotten. Yeah. yeah, we, They get lost. We, we forget how it is that they pointed to Jesus, and therefore they can be part of our route map to making Jesus visible.
0: Yeah, because I think the thing is what you see in all these martyr stories, but in this one particularly with where they're killed on a hill and stuff, is that they actually echo the sacrifice of Christ, they echo the life of Christ like that. And each of the heroes we're looking at echoes part of the life of Christ. And I think that's in the same way when we did the Bible bus trip through the Old Testament. All those stories echo the life of Christ. Yeah. So the thing is, if we don't celebrate the saints, we we kind of almost pretend that God disappeared at the end of the Bible. Yeah. We we lose our link between us and, and, and Scripture because the same stories are continuing all the time, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Like you said, this is Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego and yeah. Daniel in the lion's den. It's the same story. It's over the and same over story. Again, over yeah. and over again. Do you reckon we'll make an anime of it? We could watch it then, couldn't we? One of my violent cartoons. There
1: probably already is
0: one. Do you reckon? Yeah. I oh, yeah, searched that up. We could put that on the watch list because I've got Crunchyroll in it, the anime channel.
1: Yeah, well I haven't, and I'm not gonna be paying good money for that rubbish. Uh,
0: <laughs> be alright. Um The the other thing to think about with the martyrs of Japan, I suppose, is a lot of Christian missionaries in the last like six hundred years when Christianity went global really. Yeah. We're told in school uh, that Christian missionaries were, like, bad because they were, like, part of, uh, like, colonialism and they were just bad. They were just bad, bad, bad. Um, And they're seen as these people with this huge amount of power with an army around them that go in and sort of repress. And who were we told that by? Media, school. People
1: who think that Christianity and faith are bad. Yeah. So we've let them dominate our narrative then yeah we've let them be the loud voice yeah the people writing in block
0: capitals yeah all the time for the last uh, 50 years so we've ended up being ashamed of missionaries because we believe that they're kind of these bad people who did bad things some of them were. were well some of them were i'm sure
1: well but there's good and there's bad in all of us and therefore even if their intention was right and their intention was honorable we know that um that good intentions are easily drawn offline yeah. so actually there is an element that they colluded with people doing bad stuff yeah
0: but they also saw but that's half the story and this is the thing yeah, absolutely. with absolutely this is the thing with propaganda and things like that is it tells you half the story so like if you told the story of the Martyrs of Japan and said this is what Christian missionaries are and loads and loads of them like it, um, that's still half the story. Because the other half, or not even half, there's not that many uh, Christian missionaries who did really bad things and stuff. That's They were the conquistadors and things like that. It wasn't the Jesuits and stuff like that yeah. who did
1: stuff. But they're all tired with the same brush.
0: Yeah. because it's, Because and i think it's really important for us as christians to debunk those myths and say when people say like oh you know it's those missionaries they were really bad they they, they did bad things all oh, this just you know and you say okay well Tell us about that. How how do you know that? Well, like
1: building all them schools they've done in more recent years, and yeah. Building hospitals, sanitation, and fresh water, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, hospitals. And really bad Christian missionaries.
0: Terrible people. Yeah, they do some running you know AIDS hospices in South Africa. That's what it Terrible people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. But that th- that's never shown. And and the fact that, you know, Christianity wasn't well received in lots of places when they went there, especially by the powerful, because it's always a threat to the power, isn't it?
1: Well it, it should always be a threat to it power. It it? Living it and not And not telling it in lots of ways then. Yeah. You have to show what the Bible is saying in your actions. Um and I think most have Not all have. Yeah. And and that's where it. But that's the story. But that's the only highlights we get. Yeah. We only get bad news.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's no such such thing as good news. Yeah, that's right. Except for the people they like. So if you're in the good group, they just tell good stuff about you. But if you're in the bad group, the group, well, not the bad or good about, the group of people who the, you know, the elites don't like, they'll just tell bad stuff about you. Mm. And that's not just Christians, that's other people as well. But if you're in the good group this week, um, they'll just say good stuff about you. Yeah. But that's why history's not goodies and baddies, is it? No, yeah, it's very true. You know. Okay, so that's Martyrs of Japan. And um, uh, I've put some stuff in the description for you to have a read about. Um, maybe you can see I left a lot of the gore out for Dave. Don't want to upset him. No. Uh, no, so next time, uh oh, in a minute. Sorry, not next time. We'll be talking about types of conversion. So, thanks for listening to those vicar blokes. Uh, I am looking into the merch, Dave. We've had a oh, yeah, couple, a couple yeah. of requests. A couple yeah. of people um, wanting like hoodies, hoodies and that. Hoodies, yeah. yeah. So, I, I will this. Hopefully next week get some ideas for what we can do and stuff and things like yeah, that. Well, don't
1: do it until you've sent me them next sessions of the link course.
0: No, no, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, all right. Yeah, stop going on. Anyway, yeah. So please subscribe. Right, if you if you like Dave nagging me all the time and comment if you'd like some merch or comment on what we said. <laughs> Right, so this week it's, well, tomorrow, isn't it? We're recording on Wednesday this week. So, yep. uh, the 25th of January is the conversion of Paul. So, do yep. you want to say the conversion of the story of conversion of Paul, Dave?
1: Yeah, well, he had two stories in his house and he wanted a third story, so he did a loft conversion.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's really bad.
1: It was really bad, wasn't <laughs> it? That's really bad. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's awful. That might be the worst joke I've told on the podcast. And that's actually. free. That's really bad. So, Paul. Paul um, was a highly educated um, scholar of the Jewish faith. And um, he was zealous for that faith and would do all he could to fight against Christianity um, because he saw it as wrong, flawed, and against the faith that he was a member of he'd obviously not studied it quite hard enough to see the foretelling of jesus in any of the scriptures but that's a different story like
0: him later for him didn't it?
1: (laughs) yeah um and so uh, he was on the way to damascus to gather christians for the slaughter basically Mm. um and he got blinded by a great light fell to the floor um met with jesus in a in a vision um and then spent the next several days blind before God sent him to be, or sent a healer to him, who certainly didn't want to go. What was his name? Barnabas. No. It was Barnabas, wasn't it? No, Barnabas was his mate, but it wasn't Barnabas who was sent. It was somebody with an A.
0: Oh, Ananias. Yeah, see? Ananias, sorry, uh, yeah, Ananias. Yeah, so Ananias yeah.
1: gets sent to heal him. Yeah, um, on
0: Straight Street, always like that. yeah. Yeah. And uh, they used to have a used to have corridor in Murfield that was called we used to call straight street. Right. That's enough of that.
1: Anyway, Ananias. Ananias didn't want <laughs> didn't want to go. And you can understand why. You can understand why when God says to you, Oh, you know that bloke who's been murdering all your mates because they're Christian, you know, that same faith you are, because they're followers of Jesus. Could you just go and heal him of his blindness? You'd be thinking Nah,
0: no, you're thanks. right, thanks.
1: <laughs> no thanks. Um but he went and he did it, he was faithful and uh and Paul was transformed um and became zealous for Christ instead of zealous against him. Yeah. Um and, and so it was quite a dramatic thing to go blind on the road.
0: Yeah, and he he wrote most of the New Testament, didn't he? Well yeah, a large large proportion of it. Yeah, it's yeah. written by Paul. And the earliest stuff is from Paul. The letters of Paul are before the Gospels by about 10, 10 or 20 years, depending on the Gospel. Um, but I think... I don't really... It sounds a bit awful, this, but I, I don't like this sort of Damascus Road thing in lots of ways, because... No, neither do I. Can you say why you don't like that? Because people... Th- Think that they don't,
1: their faith is somehow invalid if they haven't had one of those. Yeah, um, and, and that's just not true. That's not true. Some of us are are, are drawn into Christianity in a completely different way, and um, we don't need a massive conversion in order to 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 be
0: Christians. I don't really buy into it as well because the other thing I don't like about it is almost as if there's this kind of like... There is a kind of hard line with Paul anyway between when he was a Christian and when he wasn't. But also so sometimes people have this thing where, well, before I was a Christian, I was bad and I did these bad things. And now I'm a Christian, I'm good and I don't do these bad things. And, and I've always been really suspicious of that because as Christians, yeah, we might be less likely to do bad stuff and that's borne out in lots of the data that practicing Christians are less likely to engage in bad behaviour but it's not they don't, it's they're less likely to Yeah, and I think that this idea of always I'm a Christian I'm good, I think that's just so wrong Sin's got an easy route in if you think you're perfect Yeah yeah, they, they, they think, Well, I'm saved now, so I don't have to guard against sin anymore because Jesus has saved me and I think that's such a corruption of what yeah. Paul even Paul himself, like, you know, he, he's filled with sin after his conversion, isn't he? Yeah. And he says that himself in his in his letters, you know. He doesn't he never says, Oh, well on the road to Damascus I met Jesus and he said, Now I have saving faith, but he never says, Oh well I I'm, I'm such a good person now no he's always sort of doing himself down he really. does
1: kind of start by always pitching up I was I was I was he does a bit yeah I am I am I am so maybe he's he is a bit guilty of that maybe that's where it stems from in yeah in that salvation theory because he did have that big conversion and he did feel that that was his moment of salvation.
0: And there's no, yeah, and that's that's right. But I think that's not how most people come to Christ, but is it? most people grow into it. Yeah. And if Christianity is a... I suppose it's a bit like... I'm, I'm a bit suspicious of love at first sight and things like that. Is If Christianity is a relationship, that's not how we have relationships with other people, is it?
1: I don't think there's a one size fits all. So no. maybe for some people it is, but it might maybe be. for other people it's
0: not. But I don't um, think there's many people who have that who have that kind of love at first sight thing, is there? I I I what, can't have met many that
1: question. Um, I don't know that I've met many, but they're on the radio and the telly all the time.
0: Yeah. Maybe we as human beings just like the drama. We like that type of story that you know it's kind of dramatically falling head over heels in love with somebody, and then your life is completely changed and different because this event has happened to you. We, what, we...
1: And, what, and then you never have an argument with them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's silly, you <isn't> it? <laughs> know. <laughs> it's silly, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose it is when you put it in that terms of of like you, what you're saying is that. If you're going to put those two things on a parallel, it is the couple that's never had a row. Yeah. That's not reality.
0: Well, they ask couples that say they never have a row, aren't they? Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've
1: never met one.
0: Well, I've met people who've claimed it. Yeah. Yeah. But also, as well, I've met somebody recently who said that he'd never had a row with his wife. And I thought, oh, really? That's a bit odd. And he goes, yeah, I just got the dreaded silence instead, he said. So we did yeah. have a row. We just didn't. You maybe, know what I mean? That's yeah. not a healthy relationship, then, is it? In that sense? <laughs> maybe our
1: communication methods differ somewhat. Um,
0: but I think, yeah. yeah,
1: the cause and effect is maybe the same.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't like this sort of stuff as well because it's so elitist in some ways. I don't like this sort of. Oh well, I've had this experience of God, therefore I'm a better Christian than you.
1: Yeah, we. I
0: really don't like
1: that. When I was at college, we had testimony Tuesdays. Oh yeah. And so you'd get competitive testimonies <laughs> to see you would had the biggest conversion or the biggest. My life was oh, rubbish story, and That's so and now look at me. I'm at theology college. Oh, oh, well done you. Oh, oh. I used to sit there cringing, normally in the wings. Um,
0: <laughs> I can imagine. I think yeah. it's where I
1: learnt my deep sigh.
0: Do you reckon? Yeah. Are I you I gonna to say, saying, oh well, my life? Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah but it's yeah. not
0: that's not real though is it really
1: if it was real then i went to college with an awful lot of wrong-uns. but it's not real for most people is it no i don't think it is i think most people are converted to christianity or grow in christianity through um a, a a prolonged process of God's love being revealed to them, yeah, um, and normally through other Christians.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think it's average. It takes you five years to become a Christian or something, where yeah. people gradually, like say, for St James's, for example, so they come to the coffee morning for a bit for a couple of years, then they'll go to church once or twice a year, and then gradually, bit by bit. They become drawn into the community, drawn closer to Jesus, and then you know they'll get confirmed five years after they cross the the threshold, as it were, yeah, maybe well, that is the what what most most people's experience is that general gradual, and I think it's a bit like that when you do fall in love with someone or you become friends with somebody, you know um you you don't sort of you wake up one, one day and then you might look back on the last like 18 months or whatever and think, actually, you know, this person's really close to me or, or yeah. actually I really love this person, you know, and maybe I should ask her to marry me or something like that. You know, that's what happens, isn't it? You're not very romantic, you Dave, you're there thinking, no. Oh, no, I'm not very romantic. No, okay. Um, I, but I
1: But I do chime with that view on it. Yeah. Um, but then maybe we just fit in the same category as regards that. I'm not sure I'd rule it out. I, I think both are equally valid.
0: I think they are, but I think that we naturally go for things which appear to be more exciting and discount things that don't seem exciting. And I think the gradual conversions yeah, but a
1: lot less that's some uh, to do with understandings of joy and peace though isn't it i think it is yeah it, it it's about us oh, probably scientific anyway um but it's about our our long term and our short term um excitement stroke contentment balance
0: yeah it, it makes me think about. um I don't really have an experience of. uh s- Have you ever been to like Spring Harvest or anything like that? No. You ever been to Walsingham? No. All oh, right, I'll have to take you one day. You'd like Walsingham. Yeah?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure I would, yeah. Yeah.
0: So Walsingham is this shrine in Norfolk, right? Yeah. And you go there and visit like a shrine and a special. I've never place. been to Norfolk. Oh, no. No. You'd be normal for Norfolk. That's what you'd be in it? That's what they call it, yeah? You know. As a, as an interesting aside, I'll put this in just for a laugh. Um, when I was in, in genetics, we did uh, we had this these control samples from uh, from an epic model. It was called Epic Study, which we were all collected from Norfolk, right? And we told the boss we said, "Well, don't get those from Norfolk because they're all like normal for Norfolk, so they won't work when we run the right. DNA analysis." So we did the genotyping on them, right? And they all came back as Norwegians. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. There's 10 million quid down the drain. There you go. Um, But yeah, so this place in Norfolk called Walsingham is a shrine. And what some people do is they go there and they have this encounter with God in Walsingham. Or same thing happens in teze You remember Tézy? No. Right, it's a place in France. I know.
1: Well, I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, right. So people go there, and then what they try and do is recreate that experience of excitement and closeness to God, that mountaintop experience. Yeah. In the local parish, day by day, week by week. Yeah. And it always fails, and it just makes people feel so frustrated and fed up, because they they not actually want to have that long term peace-contented relationship with Jesus. They want to have that big, exciting... A big, a big,
1: exciting thing. Now, yeah. I wouldn't say that I had a big, exciting thing when I went to Iona. Mm. I had something that moved me in such a profound way that it's probably as close as I'm going to get to it. Yeah. Where I felt really, really close to God. Yeah. Now, I could try and recreate that every Sunday in church. Yeah. But it's not going to work. No. Because I'm not in that place kissing that altar that is so significant to the the Christianity of
0: Britain. Yeah, and you can only do that once or twice. If you went back there trying to recreate well, it, yeah, go. it would
1: make, It makes It makes me semi-reluctant to go back. Yeah, because that's true. I, because yeah. when you try to relive an experience that occurred, it's often not so good the second time around.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's why I don't want to go back to Paris. We went there for Honeymoon. It won't be the same. I went will to I? Rome for
1: mine. Did it? I'd go back.
0: Would do. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I thought Paris was a bit of a dive, but when still. did you go? Um, twenty six, twenty seventeen. I went.
0: Oh, Paris. right. you had just gone downhill. We went in two thousand, so it was yeah. alright.
1: And the queue was too big to get into Five Guys, so we ended up in Mackie D's. <laughs> You're Yes. So... <laughs> okay. Do you know the most exciting
2: thing about Paris?
1: <laughs> the most exciting thing was driving around the Arc de Triomphe. Because it's the greatest roundabout in the world. Yeah. You work your way to the middle. It takes about eight rotations of the roundabout to get to the middle, and you work your way back out again. That's like ten rotations, and you end up deciding you've just got to shut your eyes and go for the
0: gap. So I think with conversion, right, you have the worst holidays. I really don't. I have (laughs) the best holidays. So, So the thing with conversion, I think, is what we have to try and be is a bit more... Uh, holistic and diverse, and not see certain conversions as better than others. Yeah. Uh, and in the Bible as well, there are other types of conversion stories other than these uh, dramatic ones. But a lot of them are quite gradual, aren't they? Yeah. Like Peter, uh, yeah, you just say, Come and follow me, and he does, and then he goes back, and then he comes back, and, and. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's three years of trying to get it right. Yeah. And still getting it wrong. Getting it wrong, yeah. So I but think. yeah, it was the foundation of the church.
0: Exactly. So I think the focus on Paul sometimes is not helpful because we create we turn Paul into something he's not. We turn him into this figure that, you know, was awful and then he was good and he was never awful again. Oh, and
1: then we add that dreadful narrative about his name changing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a load of rubbish anyway.
0: Well it is. He did change his name, but
1: but because culturally his name was the same. Yeah, it's like I'm die of Wales. Oh yes, yeah, you know, see what know. You it's mean. not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. genuine name change. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's just a culturally different pronunciation of the name of the same root, in effect.
0: Yeah, but I think that's the thing. Is is he changed culture? Yeah, and therefore he was known by the different by a different cultural thing. name. But the only thing is a bit like that. Um, what's that? Who's that bloke? now, that big evangelist. Does my head in? Came over in the sixties and eighties and stuff. You Billy Graham. Billy right? Graham. Yeah, it's a right. bit like all that thing, isn't it? Is this searching for this big moment that's going to change yeah. my life? Yeah, and it's not. It's not real, is it? Because Christianity is about that long term contented and joyful relationship that perseverance
1: does, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Well that's what Paul always goes on about, actually, is about persevering yeah. in the faith. Um that may or may not lead you to um a cross in Nagasaki. Yeah. So it doesn't lead to prosperity and a nice and safe and lovely life. It can and well be in and that, but within those people they had that joy didn't they? Yeah. The mar- sorry marginally obsessed with the martyrs of Japan. Right, so in a minute we're going to be talking about Mr Bates versus the post office.
1: Thanks for listening. We are those Vicar Blokes and we're going to have merch available. Yay! Yay. Um, it
0: was only a joke, wasn't it? It was only a joke,
1: <laughs> yeah, but now, now we've sort of committed to it, haven't we? Yeah, we so have, yeah. we do that. Um, click like, click subscribe... Tell your friends about us. Get the word out there.
0: Well, Mr Bates versus the post office, isn't it? Yeah, so- or
1: the Queen prosecuting whoever, wasn't it, in the trials? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a bit... I I didn't realise that. That was quite... No,
1: that, that was a... I never realised that they had this whole separate legal thing that meant that they could bring their own cases like the Crown Prosecution Service. I I didn't realise that at
0: all, no. Because it used to be the police that would bring you to court. Yeah. That's the thing, so I bet it goes back to that. Well,
1: it's the Crown Prosecution that bring you to court, but based on the evidence that the police provide. Yeah, but before... Whereas this made them much more powerful than that. Yeah, that yeah. The, the decision-making body was taken away.
0: Yeah, because it used to be, before they invented the Crown Prosecution Service, it used to be the police that would take you to, yeah. uh, to court, did it? So do you want to say a bit about the uh, Mr. Bates versus the Post Office? Nice views of, of uh, Snowdonia, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah,
1: there are, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely, that. Yeah. Not yeah. on my knees, though. Uh, um, the uh, So, Mr. Bates was the first person... It was shown on the TV show, but he was caught up in the introduction of a new computer system called Horizon, that the post office stroke the government bought from the Japanese for, Fujitsu for, jitsu, for yeah. yeah massive amount. They said on the program yeah. how much it cost, um, and it, and it was masses, you know, an absolute fortune and. For whatever reason, and I'm still not sure they've worked out exactly what was it that went wrong with it, but it was it was putting figures through wrong, and it seems as though the equipment that went with it was faulty and the software was faulty, and and so it told these sub postmasters that they owed loads of money to the post office, and their contract was such that they had to pay it back, um, and it, it sent people into um, poverty, it sent people to prison, it sent people um into the real depths of depression mm. to the extent that it went on so long they missed the childhood of their children. Um
0: They were on for like thirteen years, yeah. Didn't they? Fourteen years. Yeah,
1: and, and there's all these layers of people that are complicit. Now I know we're watching it on a drama, um but it seems that the evidence that supporting that drama is Makes it quite accurate at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, and and people have failed to lack, uh, failed to act with integrity. Uh, but it's difficult to work out exactly what their agenda is.
0: Well, you mean the post office? You the
1: post office. It's, I haven't worked out. I'm two episodes in. Mm. Um, I've just got to the point where. The auditor never told the woman that he found no evidence that she'd stolen any money and therefore she'd actually not committed any crime, but yet still pleaded guilty to something. Yeah. And that was quite nice, wasn't it? Because her, her vicar was up there giving a character reference for her. Oh, she and annoyed me. What, the vicar?
0: Yeah. Why did she annoy you? She annoyed me because she goes, "Oh, she's he's... more of a vicar than I am," and it just drives me mad. Yeah, man. that bit irritated me. So as well. I pathetic. knew, I so knew that
1: bit was going to get
0: to you. Oh, uh, but it's just so pathetic, isn't it? I don't think the vicar would have said that, but I think it just goes to show you how ashamed we are sometimes of who we are and how we devalue our role. Yeah. Do you I, see what I mean? I knew that would irritate and you I when I heard her say it. I thought, yeah, right, fair enough. You know, but, but she just... wouldn't
1: use the term vicar either, would she? No. She would have used the word priest. Yeah. she, You know, she'd, she'd be like... She's just showing an example of what it means to exercise a but priest. But I think that was
0: ITV scripting, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, well, maybe. Well, it might be. I don't know, maybe she's one of I those priests what... that doesn't believe in priesthood or something. You know, they, There's not many of them... Well, there's not that many of them knocking around so much now, but when these ones are, oh, I'm a vicar, but I'm not really very really proud of it, and... You know, I'd rather not be you and I'd rather not talk about Jesus. You know, that there's not that many of them left really now, I don't think. The ones who I'm constantly? Sure. Do you reckon? The ones that constantly apologize for being Christians. Yeah, I don't know if
1: there's a lot of them or not. Mm.
0: But they are a thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are a thing. Anyway, that's a that's a diversion for my But yeah, so They've all been No, involved.
1: but it does highlight the fact that we need to bear in mind that it it is a drama. It is based on a true story, but actually, it is n- it's it's a dramatic retelling of what occurred, mm. with elements of truth in it. You know, yeah. like the ongoing battle going for years and years and years, and lives being destroyed and people serving time for it. They're all genuine.
0: well. A lot of them went to jail for things they didn't do, weren't they? Yeah. You know, there's there's, there's been a few hundred convictions that still haven't been Do you think we'll ever
1: see proper justice for it? No. You don't think? No. You think it'll go on and on and on like the Hillsborough Inquiry? No, I think it'll just... Where the people that pretended they were the good people were the bad people?
0: No, I think it'll just disappear. Do you? Mm, I think it'll just disappear the same as 2008. Those sorts of people are above the law. Because they're too important. Like, in 2008 with the crash happened, But where's the scapegoat? There's always a scapegoat. No, there wasn't in 2008. Uh, It'll
1: be that Paula Venels. Oh, the... And the reason she'll be the scapegoat is because she's an ordained minister. Yeah, she's a priest. I'm not sure if she's got permission to officiate anywhere at present. Well, I hope not. Um, I hope not as well, because otherwise I feel sorry for the media office of the diocese that's given her it. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it'd be the church. It'd be nice for a national scandal for the church not to be involved yeah. in it. Maybe she'll be the scapegoat for it, but I don't think it's her.
1: I mean, she's lost her... She's given back her CBE, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, she was the CEO with the post office at the time, would not she? Yeah.
1: Well, she got the CBE after everybody knew that she'd been the head of the post office once it had all happened, which was like, how on earth did the Committees that decide this think that's because,
0: appropriate because they don't they don't care. You've got to realize, right? How how it works, right? Is it's not that they look down on people like these postmasters and things like that, right? They don't even know they exist.
1: Yeah, but they knew that one existed when they spent three hundred thousand pound chasing him for. Twenty or whatever. It but was. that's
0: because they needed to silence him, didn't they? This one guy, he had to pay three hundred thousand pound court cases because he owed twenty grand, wasn't it? And he took him to court, and he had to represent himself. And that's the thing is is always in the law now. There's always this imbalance of power. Is that the post office had access to those sorts of lawyers because they had money? Yeah, he didn't have the money to have access to justice, so therefore he lost the case because he's and because- not a lawyer.
1: And because it wasn't done through the CPS, yeah, he didn't even get the right to a
0: legal aid. To yeah, to legal aid. Exactly. I mean, so there's such an imbalance so, of power. There. And
1: so, at what point? At what point is are we going to hear this in the House of Commons and the, and through the House of Lords that the law is changed so as that these people who hold the privilege to take their own actions can?
0: Well, they might do. I don't know.
1: I mean, surely that should be something that comes out of this maybe,
0: scandal. Maybe,
1: but I mean, the post office and people like them should never be able to do this again. It should always have to be CPS, arbitrated though. through the CPS. That should, you know, be well regulated. Otherwise, we are just we're perpetuating miscarriages of justice.
0: Yeah, but this is the thing: is is it, it's to do with. I think there's a few things in this, really. The first thing is that they believed in new technology and they worshipped the new, didn't they? The post office. They believed in this horizon thing and the little people who were not worth listening to because they don't know anything because they're stupid. They, they, they're stupid. They don't understand about any of these things. They're anti-computers. They don't understand. And they were pinching money and then blaming the computer. This is what they said, isn't it? Yeah. And this is the lie that was told by Fujitsu and all the of Estrem to the post office, and the post office believed it because they believed in new technology, yeah. computers, all of that. So why would you not believe a computer over these little people who are ridiculous? Yeah. So at the heart of it is the worship of... And do lie
1: after lie after lie, though. You know, nobody's got access to the stuff on your computer, apart from the fact that the guy's seen him messing with the figures on a computer and, you know... Yeah, well, that's why he went off. Yeah. You know, so then his wife ends up with a... a, a conviction for it.
0: You know, it's all sorts of... Well, it's like people who have affairs and stuff. They tell a lie, or people who get caught well, doing I mean, what things. What fascinated
1: it? me is they're all on the phone line to Horizon, mm. right, to sort out their thing as sub-postmasters. Mm and um, they're waiting on hold till 11 o'clock because they're so busy at night. Mm. Um, well, Clearly, you're not the only one. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, could you tell me why your phone lines are so busy then? Yeah. If I'm the only one, if this computer system works really well and I'm the only one struggling, why is it I can't get through on the phone? You know?
0: But that's the thing, though, is to do with...
1: And that's and that how... was before everybody. That That's the standard thing now, isn't it? If you phone anybody, our our lines are unusually busy at the moment. Yeah, no, I had yeah, this right. It's not yeah. very unusual, isn't it happens every day.
0: Yeah, but I think it's the that's the thing though. Is that that's how evil works, though, isn't it? Is it when you tell a lie because you've been caught out, like Fujitsu, right? You're going to go to tell another lie and another lie and another yeah. lie to cover it up. So it's a kind of like snowball effect, whereby rather yeah. than fessing up to it and saying, so "Okay," we,
1: so we shouldn't trust Fujitsu anymore. Yet yeah, the government's just put a load of new contracts with them to supply their stuff. Exactly. The, nobody at, at, in the right places has been held to account. No. And there's been no compensation paid hardly, pennies, because nobody wants to deal with the compensation because somehow it's, it's not Fujitsu being asked for it. It's not.
0: It's the government. It's the because, government paying it out. Of, because the post of
1: taxpayers' money, even though.
0: They've got the money. But that's exactly what they did in 2008, isn't it? The banks defrauded the whole world, right? They literally defrauded everybody, didn't they? Yeah. Right? They took everyone's lords Loads of people lost their houses, all that, right? How many bankers went to jail? As far as I'm aware, none. Exactly.
1: I mean, the only one that we get prior to that is that um, Nick Lehman who... Yeah. Who... who,
0: who... Yeah. Um, the one who was... Um, uh, the bank is Bearings Bank. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, there. that was the one. Yeah, Rogue Trader, wasn't it? There was a film about it. Yeah. But the thing is with it, though, is.
1: But he was only a little guy in a big bank. Yeah, but. Who, 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 who messed up, but messed up big time.
0: But he it was just, like, he just made a mistake. But I think he's the same sort of case where he, he, he made he a mistake. But he was like the and... supposed. Yeah, he was. He was like the
1: woman in the thing. So actually, he's done something, it's really bad. Um, and then he's fighting to try and make it right by doing more stuff that's wrong. Yeah. Trying to cover his tracks, he's caught in the lie. Yeah. Um. And and obviously he ends up making a proper mess of it. Yeah. But he was just like that little woman sub postmaster who makes nice cakes.
0: But the difference with her was is that it wasn't her that was making the mistake; it was the computer, and she just didn't understand. I know, but then she
1: fiddled the figures, and that's what she got convicted for. Yeah, but I you think know, that's... she knew she. She'd changed it. Yeah. But you can but see But she'd only put it to where it should have been.
0: Yeah. She didn't steal any money, did no. she? That's the thing. And and none of it made any sense to her. And I think this is the thing all the time, is how we operate in our society. We have this idea that the the people at the top understand all these things and they don't understand all these things. Yeah. Right? They don't believe anybody who's not like them. No. Not from their world, right? because they're just stupid, and we yeah. need to ignore them, right? Because they're bad, and they, they're stupid, they don't understand. No, uh,
1: I don't I don't think that's necessarily true.
0: Well, that's what they said to us. No, no,
1: no, no. I don't think it's that they're stupid and they don't understand. I don't think that's what they think. I think what the people at the top think is, are these people any use to making me more rich and more powerful? And if the answer to that question is no then they can be trampled on. And if the answer to that question is yes, then they then they have to be facilitated to
0: do so. I, that's a bit, well, it's a bit cynical, but yeah, maybe. But I think it's a, maybe it's a mixture of both. Because I do think the reason that they never believed the people was because the people who were telling them the system was wrong were the wrong type of people. And the reason their answer was, oh, you're the only one. And I think that's how evil isolates you—is by yeah. making you feel like you're the one with the problem. Yeah. And I think anything that makes you feel like you're alone, and you're the only one who thinks something, or you're the only one <laughs> but, who's there, then you but know I'm, it's I'm evil. I'm still
1: baffled as to how they could be convicted without proving where the money went.
0: I don't know. I think that's I think that's the
1: bit that really. But gets they didn't actually
0: me. have the money, did they?
1: No. No, they were all living in relative
0: poverty. <laughs> But that did happen to my mate though. who He did pinch money from work, right? He pinched money from work when he was like twenty or something, and um, he put it all in the gambler because he got obs- he got obsessed with yeah. gambling. He, so he didn't actually have any money, right? Because he put yeah, it all in the gambler. True.
1: That's true. And then, but it, I worked. With somebody yeah. put the bus takings into the fruit machine that was in the staff canteen.
0: Yeah. So they can't have it, even if they can't trace it. Because you say, well, the money's gone. You must have had it. The fact that you haven't got a new house or whatever doesn't prove anything, because you could have spent it anywhere.
1: But the CPS would ask for the evidence of that.
0: Yeah, and I think if they had legal aid, then uh, they could have done it, really. But I think thinking about it from a Christian perspective as well is God is the opposite of the post office, because he always calls the wrong type of people. Yeah. Right. He always calls the wrong type of people and it's institutional evil. Is if you're in that institution, be it Fujitsu or the post office, right? Is it's just normal and you accept it. Well, I've
1: just been you into know. into primary schools. Yeah. It's my assembly in this like couple of weeks is yeah. talking about Samuel and the calling of Samuel and how he's he's a young boy who's called to tell Eli the priest. Yeah that he's an numpty, basically, and that he's condemned. <laughs> yeah. And then he's the one sent to Jesse. That's and it. it. And it's the weak, puny, not important son that comes.
0: Yeah. You know. It's the wrong type of people. Yeah. Not the people you expect.
1: Not the one who was meant to be. But, no. The, but the unexpected.
0: And I think that's, that's the thing. And I think institutionally, maybe I'll put it in the description, there's a wonderful... Um, Lecture I sent it two years ago tonight, The Lucifer Effect. Yeah. Uh, by this psychologist, Zimbardo, who talks about how uh, there's that horrible film, it's a really difficult watch, The Stanford Prison Experiment. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, where if you're in an institution which is corrupt, it's really difficult to see outside of that. And I think that's what we had with Fujitsu and Post Office. And we're looking into that institution saying, how can they behave like that? But because we're not in it, we don't understand it, and I think it's not that there's a few rotten apples. it's actually in the barrel. I think it's the barrel that's rotten. Do you I mean the institution itself is corrupt. You
1: can't make new wine and old wineskins.
0: you can't so sometimes I think what you need to do there, where you have an institution which is so corrupt, is you do need to go in and totally reform it and and weed it out. It needs
1: a Paul style conversion.
0: Yeah, well, Paul style conversion, I think it needs, this is going really, to sound really bad now, is it needs kind of a bit like what Joshua did. It needs to go in and root and branch, wipe it out and start again. If it's that corrupt and it's doing that sort of things. And that's what you were calling for, to remove, make them under the CPS and also as well to sack all the people who were, who were involved in it and also as well send them to prison. Because I think the fundamental problem is that as the plebs, me and you, right, we fundamentally believe if we break the law, we're going to go to jail. Yeah. And we're frightened of the law because it will send us to jail. Right? Yeah. We believe that, right? But if you're in that sort of situation in Fujitsu and things like that, you don't believe they're ever going to touch you. The same as the bankers. And if we saw, after 2008, not in the banks, it's a waste of time or compensation, waste of time. If we had a pile of bankers in orange jumpsuits spending some time in jail for the crimes that they had committed, then bankers would behave better. But because we didn't see that, they carry on as they are. And unless we actually have some people who face the legal consequences of what they did then they, they, we're, not, we're not going to get anywhere.
1: I think you're right.
0: That's the thing. Because they broke the law, right? Therefore, they should go to jail or be punished in some way or other, right? But if they don't believe, and I think that's the fundamental problem, there's a class of people in the UK and in America and across the world who don't face the consequences of the law. And that's fundamentally wrong because of what they are. And it's no good having scapegoats and saying, "Oh, it was the church all along," because this this random priest was involved. That's not. It's the actual Fujitsu, or 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 the government should turn around and say, "We're never going to work with Fujitsu again."
1: Well, that's what you would have liked them to have done, isn't it? That would have seemed the right thing to do. You've broken our trust, um, and our relationship's ended.
0: Yeah, because if you if you had. Uh, uh, an eating engineer who came round your house and tried to fix your boiler four times and always failed, and then wrecked your boiler, and your house blew up. You're not oh, going go to go back the same.
1: Sort point at the moment, but yeah.
0: but yeah, do you know what I mean? Though? I went
1: round to sort out my stepdaughter's heating. Oh yeah, last week, and then it stopped working. <laughs> but I've made it work again now. I think
0: So you're not going to get sacked then. No, well, Dave's not going to go to jail. I can get
1: sacked as her stepdad? Can I?
0: No, I don't know about that. I don't know. Right, so next time uh, we'll be talking about. So next time we're we're looking at uh, Lord Shaftesbury as a hero of the faith. He was involved in ending child labour in the UK, top bloke. Uh, We're looking at the Festival of Candlemas, which is uh, Jesus presented in the temple. What's the programme now? Well,
1: no, we've we've been requested to watch the film Lord of the Flies.
0: Lord of the Flies. And you haven't seen the film? I haven't seen it or read the book. You haven't read the book? No. Dave's going which was, which was, to be really upset by that. Do you know when that bit where... <laughs> He's going to be really upset by you this. You know
1: that bit where I say something and you go, what? You haven't? You know, that that is what happened when I said I hadn't seen it or read the book. It was as if I'd missed out on a cultural phenomenon or, a, or an essential part of life. It's very dark. I'd never... It's
0: very, very dark.
1: Right. Very,
0: very dark. It's terrifying. I
1: don't know where we find it, though. It must be on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, or it
0: will be, it? yeah. This is sort of film, I think. I'll find it for you. I, I, I haven't seen it for a long time. I saw it when I was a kid. It's um yeah, it's terrifying. I think it's partly true as well. I think it's half true. Um as a as a film, but it's it's deeply depressing. And uh yeah. Dave won't like that. So Lord of the Flies. So we'll see you next time on those Vicar blokes.